Hello, everyone. This is not, oh, I think I just broke it. I don't know, but uh, trying to get this one together and struggling. Good morning. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in. Come on in. We are starting. God is good. And he is worthy to be praised. Um, Y'all come on in. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Y'all come on in. Come on in, y'all. And hear what the Lord has to say to us concerning more of Job the series. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. I want to go ahead and get all this in. Um, getting all this in now. Getting all this in. So that we can go ahead and get started. I know y'all missed me over the weekend. And I know y'all missed it on Friday. Because Lord knows I sure did. When I wasn't able to come in Friday. Like I said I was going to be. But we was traveling to. Um, we was traveling. To Florida. So. Y'all come on in. And let's go ahead and get started. Um, trying to get this things situated so that we can go ahead y'all come on in 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 good morning good morning good morning i know it's president's day and i know that some of you all are out i know that some of you uh are out or you're at home on this on this beautiful day amen and so i want to thank you all for those who have tuned in now go ahead share this we have one minute before I go in, open up with prayer and move forward, invite your family, your friends, your followers, whomever you may feel is in need to hear what thus saith the Lord concerning Job. Don't allow your continence 
to change your confidence. Amen. And I know, and I've said it before, it is so hard um, to be able to stay in a place when so much is happening around you, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your children, whether it's your finances, whether it's your job, friends, family, co-workers, your boss, leaders, ministry, your congregation, you know, wherever you are, um, it is definitely understandable how you really try to hold on to the love that God has given you people. And it's the people who doesn't choose to love that merely tries to come against your heart, try to come against your mind, try to come against your, your spirit. And they get the, they, they try, it's the enemy's job to try to um, get us to come out of character, to get us to a place where people are now questioning our integrity. And that's right. Good morning, Evangelist Tina. It's so good to see you on here on this morning. Good morning, Ashley. So good to see you on here on this morning. My prayer is that we will continue to walk through Job. Those of you who are on my Instagram, good morning to my Instagrammers. I pray that I say something that's going to encourage you all on this morning. Um, y'all, God, God has been good to me. God has been good to me. And I'm going to go ahead. And I know some of you are at work. So, you know, you may not be able to comment. You may not be able to say too much. But every now and again, hit that heart. Hit those hearts. Let me know that you're listening. Amen. And, you know, it's something about when you have, when me and my husband, when we go out of town and we're traveling for ministry, we're traveling on vacation. Um, I love our talks. I'm able to ask him questions about me and my ministry. I'm able to ask him questions, not from a husband's point, but from a leader's point of view. You know, what is it that I can do to be better? You know, what is whatever, what else can I, what else do I need to, um, to grow? You know, even when you see me ministering or you see me doing lives or you see me encouraging the people or whatever that you see me doing, um, you know, I want to be better. I want to grow. It doesn't matter if he's my husband. He's not only my husband, but he is my leader. He's my overseer. He's the person that God has placed in my life to make sure that I stay right where I need to be, where God placed me at. Amen. And so you need some, and I put this on my page earlier, you need people that's going to be able to hold you accountable. You need people that's going to be able to tell you, you got to take responsibility for your actions. You need people that's going to be able to correct you with love and compassion and kindness. You need people that's going to want to iron you, sharpen you. Um, that's going to want to, listen, iron, when I say iron you, I mean to get those wrinkles out. Amen. When I say sharpen you, I mean to make you crystal. So you can hear what thus saith the Lord. Those are the type of people. If you don't have those people in your life, if you got people in your life that agrees with everything that you do, agrees with everything that you say, agrees with everything where you, whatever, if they're agreeing with you in every aspect of your life, you have to ask yourself, are they really helping you or are they hurting you? Because truth be told, we should always be in a place of growth. We should always be in a place of learning. 
We should always be in a place to receive open rebuke at times. You should never be in a place where you, you're always perfect. You should never be in a place where you feel like you don't do anything wrong. You should never be in a place to where you can't look at yourself. You can't look at your life and say, I need to grow in that area. I need to grow in that place. I don't need to have that type of attitude. Either you find yourself in a place where you're always being judged many, when you're being judged many, when you're always being judgmental, when you're always being judgy, when you're always being negative, when you're always finding something wrong, when you start hearing yourself do that, you should be able to say, hold on, I didn't either pick up this spirit from somewhere or why am I looking at everything so negative? Don't you got to do a, somebody need to just write in here, you got to do self-examination every day. You got to do self-examinations in your speech. You got to do self-examinations in your words. You got to do self-examinations in your marriage. You got to do self-examination in your relationships. You got to do self-examinations when you are in leadership. You got to do self-examinations when you are a leader. You got to do self-examination if you're doing social media ministry. You should always be doing a self-examination. David said, look at that. Let me consider the errors of my ways. When David repented before the Lord and went into prayer, he said, Lord, I have sinned against you and you alone. David took responsibility. David held himself to an accountability. David looked at literally what he done, but guess what? He had the prophet Nathan to come and say, David, you're the man. You're the man to try to take that little lamb from that stranger. You're the man who slept with that married woman. You're the man who killed that man. You're the man who ordered that hit. You're the man that is prideful. You're the man that's arrogant. You're the man that's conceited. You're the man that's done wrong. You're the man that is not taking responsibility and not holding yourself accountable for the things that you have said and for the things that you have done. Nathan the prophet told David, God has blessed you and gave you so much. Even in your prayers, when you didn't even say your prayer out loud and what you wanted, God provided. And he would have continued to provide for you. You didn't have to steal it. You didn't have to manipulate it. You didn't have to lie with it. You didn't have to do anything but trust God. But look at what you have done. Look at what all this success has caused you to be. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's not even in my notes. That ain't even in my notes, but I feel like on this on this morning, it's time out for not holding people accountable. It's time out for letting people uh, not telling people you need to hold yourself responsible. You need to take responsibility for your actions. You need to take responsibility for something you might have said. It doesn't even matter if it was a pinch. It doesn't even matter if you was involved just a little bit. It doesn't matter how big, how small, how black, how white, how tall. It doesn't matter how minor or how major. If you played a part in anything, anywhere, somehow, you got to take responsibility. You got to hold yourself accountable. We got to learn how to stop blaming people and justifying that our actions and stop saying 
I had the right to say that. I had a right to do that. I had the right to go and do that. Listen, we all may have our human right in some things, but it, it should always come with love. It should always come with compassion. It should always come with understanding. And even in all of that, that you do good, guess what? You still gotta face some repercussions. You still gotta face some consequences. Read Galatians chapter six. You will reap what you sow. You you reap good. You 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 reap good. You sow good. You sow good. You reap good. If you reap if you sow bad, you're gonna reap bad. You reap bad, you're gonna sow bad. That's just that's just what it is. That's the word of God. Whether the word of God, listen, the word of God have so many authors. The word of God have so many examples. The word of God have so many things and, and, and events and stories that people, even in the Bible time, we're still in the Bible time. Let me stop saying that. We're still in the Bible time. We should still be learning from the word of God. And we should still be learning from wise teaching, from wise leaders. And sometimes it may not be a leader that brings wisdom. When when God used the ass to talk to Balaam, because Balaam was doing the most. Balaam wasn't trying to see God. Lord, have mercy. Balaam was not trying to see God because Balaam was looking at popularity. Balaam was looking at status. Balaam was looking at power. Balaam was looking at the things that the, 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 um, what is his name? Balak. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Balak. Balaam was looking at the things that Balak told him that he was going to give him. If he brought God's people to their knees so that Balak could literally take advantage of them and to destroy them. But all God kept giving Balaam was the word of God. And even Balak recognized, why do I keep telling you to destroy them and, and, and bring them to their knees, but you keep blessing them? Oh, I need some of y'all to catch that. Hey, good good morning, uh, Quest. Good to see you on here. Y'all y'all need to understand that. Listen, stop thinking that every leader, no, stop putting every leader on a pedestal. And ask God to give you the spirit of humility to pray for them every day, especially if you know that they're doing something wrong, God will give you permission to go, Nathan. And it's up to them to receive it. And if they reject it, they're rejecting God. We don't have a right to say who's anointed and who's not. We don't have a right to say who's good and who's not. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, we are to um know who know who labors among us yes we are to try the fruit by the fruit try the fruit by the fruit yes we are to be able to identify that tree but in the midst of identifying that fruit identifying that tree identifying that labor it should come with compassion and love because Galatians chapter six and one says, if you brother or sister, if you find them overtaken in a fault, if you find them overtaken by a sin, you which are spiritual are to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. 
in the spirit of meekness. Y'all need to understand that. In the spirit of meekness. But because we always say, well, they're not going to hear what we have to say. We always hear that they're not going to hear what we have to say. It's not up to you to determine that. It's, it's, it's not up to you to say that. It's up to you to hear and obey the voice of the Lord and go in God and, and go in peace and go in wisdom, go in knowledge, go in understanding. Don't be like Job's three friends. Don't, don't be like Job's, don't be like Job's three friends. Listen, let us, let us move on. Let, let us move on. Let us, let us go ahead. Let us go ahead. Let me, let me go ahead and move on. <clears throat> let, let me go ahead and move on. Let me get to where I need to get to. Lord God, I thank you. Lord God, I, I, I thank you and I bless you on this morning. Lord God, continue to give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word and your way. And that I will continue to do your will. Lord God, I thank you for those that are on here. I thank you for those who are listening. God, I thank you for those who are following me publicly and privately. Lord God, I ask that you will look on their lives, Lord God. Give them give them strength, Lord God. Renew their health, God. And God, I thank you, Lord God, for letting the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy subtle Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you for another day's journey. Lord God, I thank you. Oh, God, I thank you for today because this is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, I thank you for my limbs on this morning. God, I thank you for life. God, I thank you for strength, God. God, I thank you for my health even on today, God. I thank you for healing my body. God, I thank you for delivering my mind. God, I thank you for healing my spirit. Lord God, I thank you for my husband. Lord God, I thank you for the ministry. Lord God, I thank you for the souls that were revived on these last two nights, Lord God. God, I thank you. I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise and I give you all the honor, Lord God. God, I give you everything, Lord God. I surrender all over to you on today, Lord God. Oh God, I thank you for the word of God that leads me and guides me and directs me, Lord God. Even when I don't understand, Lord God, I trust you. Even when I don't understand, Lord God, I have faith in you. Even when it doesn't make sense, Lord God, I believe in the word of God. So God, I thank you for a heart that has been changed. God, I thank you for a heart that's been renewed. God, I thank you for a mind that's been rejuvenated. God, I thank you for the renewal of my mind. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord God, for the gifts that you have given to me to help every marriage, to help every wife, to help every husband. Lord God, to bring them to a place of restoration, to bring them to a place of healing, to bring them to a place of deliverance. Lord God, I thank you for the book of Job because it was Job and Hosea that restored my marriage. It was Job and Hosea that restored my mind. It was Job and Hosea that restored my love. It was Job and Hosea that 
that restored my compassion. It was Job and Hosea that allowed me to see things differently, to allow me to see things differently, to allow me to see things differently, to allow me to perceive the way that you wanted me to receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, I thank you for my husband on today, Lord God. And my prayer for him on today is strength and renewal, Lord God, that he will continue to go out here and do revival to help those who have fallen short, to help those from falling short, to help those to regain their strength, to regain their desire, to regain their passion, to be restored in the mighty name of Jesus, that them realizing that they needed to be resuscitated, to be resuscitated, to be restored, God. So God, we thank you for the ministry. Can we talk about it live? And I thank you, Lord God, for giving me this ministry many, 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 many years ago. I never understood and I didn't understand that when 2009 came around, that 2010 would bring healing and deliverance and not just into other homes, but into my home, not just into other marriages, but into my marriage, not just into other relationships, but in my relationships, not just in other people's children, but in my children, not just in other people's ministries, but in the ministries that you have given to me, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God. Oh God, I thank you for allowing me to manifest these gifts that you have given to me. Oh God, I thank you, Lord God, for love that I can love and I don't have to hate anymore. So God, I thank you because without you, I can do nothing. But with you, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So no matter what the thorn is, my focus will be on you. No matter how much the thorn pricks, my focus will be on you. So Lord God, I thank you for Pamela on this morning. I thank you for India on this morning. I thank you for Quest on this morning. I thank you for Tanya on this morning. I thank you for Ashley on this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for Tina on this morning, Lord God. I call out those names that I can see, but God, I also call out those names that you can see, Lord God, because you can see their heart. You can see their circumstances. You can see their situation, Lord God. And I pray a blessing upon their life, Lord God. I pray that as they walk into those doors that you have opened for them, Lord God, that nobody can come through to mess with them concerning you. So God, I thank you. I bless you. I glorify you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I pray. We pray, and we all say, amen. So listen, y'all give me just a few minutes as I walk through Job. As I walk through Job, as I go through Job, we're going with chapter, I believe I stopped at Job 35 last week. So I'll continue to go in 36, 37. Well, actually it's 35, 36, and 37. So that's where I'll be coming from. So y'all should have your, your Bibles, your notebooks, your notepads. Thank you. Tina, thank you, thank you, thank you, woman of God. Listen, we're going to Job. We're in Job 36. Let me do this. 
chapters because I want to I want to I want to I want to finish these chapters on today. I want to finish these chapters on today. So let me put it in here, chapters 35 through 37. And if I'm able to go further, I would do just that. But that's where we're coming from on today. So I wanted to put that in there. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, I am talking about the Job series. I am coming from don't allow your continence to change your confidence. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and turn this down so I don't feel like I'm screaming. But don't allow your confidence to change your confidence. And as we, as I started this series in Job, um, man, it's been amazing. I, I don't know about you, but it sure has been blessing me. <laughs> so I've been reading from Good Afternoon. Well, now, Good Morning, um, Evangelist Bates. It's so good to see you on here. But listen, let me go to... Um, let me go to, and I've been reading from the New Living Translation. For those who are following me, you, you, I'm telling y'all, don't take my word for it. Don't ever take my word for it. Follow with me. Follow with me. Amen. So, again, say amen. Send your love. Send your hearts. It, it, it does. It blesses me. It really does. It blesses me. It doesn't make me stay in this place it just blesses me nothing more nothing less you know there was a lot a long time ago it did used to make me angry i would see some people being supportive i was like oh my god why is nobody doing this why nobody's doing that but god had to show me it's not about me it's about him he wants to get the glory out of your story amen and i all i want to do is please the lord and I just thought that's where I needed to be because it seemed like that's where everybody else at. But God had also had to show me that everybody is not doing this for him. Jesus even said, I see your lips moving, but your heart is far from me. Jesus said, I, 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 I see your lips. I hear the words, but your heart is far from me. And so I want my heart in tune with Jesus' heart. I want my heart in tune with God's heart. I want my heart tune in with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I got it and I got it quickly. But anyway, let's go forward. So um, so back to John 35. I mean, sorry, Job 35. Job 35, the NLT version says, then Elihu said, do you think it is right for you to claim I am righteous before God? For you also ask, what's in it for me? What's the use of living a righteous life? I will answer you and all your friends too. Look up into the sky and see the clouds high above you. If you sin, how does that affect God? Even if you sin again and again, what effect will it have on him? If you are good, is this some great gift to him? What could you possibly give him? No, your sins affect only people like yourself and your good deeds also affect only humans people cry out when they are oppressed they groan beneath the power of the mighty yet they don't ask where is god my creator the one who gives song in the night where there is one who makes us smarter than the animals and wiser than the birds of the sky y'all i my neck is feeling irritated let me put this on y'all hold on a second 
I don't know what's going on with that, but I don't know. All right, come on. And when they cry out, God does not answer because of their pride. But it is wrong to say God doesn't listen. To say the Almighty isn't concerned, you say you can't see him. But he will bring justice if you will only wait. You say he does not respond to sinners with anger and is not greatly concerned about wickedness. But you are talking nonsense, Job. You have spoken like a fool. Now listen, I'm going I'm to I'm say this. Can, uh, listen, if y'all will allow me to say this, I'm going to say this. How many times have you heard somebody say to you, you're talking like a fool. You're not giving wisdom. How can you say this? And how can you say that? How can you make it seem as though you're not doing anything wrong? Listen, what we have to understand is Ella, Ella Hugh was talking out of both sides of his mouth, if I could just say it like that. We have to understand that sometimes we wonder if faithfulness to our convictions really does any good at all. Elihu spoke to the very point. His conclusion was that God is still concerned, even though he doesn't intervene immediately in every situation. But what we have to understand is just because we don't hear God speaking in every situation doesn't mean that God is not speaking. Doesn't mean that God is not working. Doesn't mean that God is not hearing. Doesn't mean that God is not listening. Doesn't mean that God is not working some things out. Doesn't mean that God is not turning some things around. Doesn't mean that God has just left you when his word tells us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We have to understand that whether we can trace him or whether we can trust him, we still got to understand that God is still there. I need to put that in there. You must understand that God is still there. You must understand that he hasn't left you. You have to understand that he's still watching. He's still looking. Satan is lurking, but God is looking. There is a difference. There is a difference. Listen. In the broad scope of time, God executes justice. We have his promise on that. If God has made some promises to you, you have to stand on that promise. If God has said he's going to remove those problems because of his promise, you have to stand on that. Jehoshaphat gave a prayer, but he called the congregation together and said, let's go down and fast and pray. And he was praying to God. God responded and said, he said, set yourself, stand still. I see the salvation of the Lord with you. 
God is with you. But you got to stand. You got to wait. You got to believe. You have to have faith. And no matter if you are crying, no matter if you are screaming, no matter if you are upset, no matter if you are devastated, no matter if you are frustrated, no matter if you are aggravated or agitated, no matter if you are irritated and infected, no matter of wherever your continence is, you got to be like Job and maintain your ways before the Lord. You got to be like Job and take your, 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 your case, your cause. What is my cause? I don't know what my cause is. I'm trying to ask you, but my case is with God. You want to flip it? I'm bringing you my case, but my cause is with God. I'm bringing you my cause, but my case is with God. Either way, God is still God. And when we're giving encouragement words to our friends or family or congregation, whatever we're giving, we got to make sure we stay in the line of the word. We got to make sure we're obeying God's voice. We got to make sure that we are allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. We got to make sure that we're not being judgy. We got to make sure that we're not being lengthy. We got to make sure that we are speaking what is, we got to make sure that whatever we are speaking is speaking to their condition. It's speaking to their circumstance. It's speaking to their situation. It's speaking to their problem, their struggle. We got to make sure that whatever we're bringing to the table for them to eat on is not going to cause them indigestion. It's not going to cause them a belly ache. It's not going to cause, if we want them to throw up, then it should be, then we should be bringing deliverance so they can return to they all return. They can throw up all that stuff that's keeping them bound, that's keeping them captive, that keep it, that's keeping them locked up. They need to get rid of all of that stuff. They need a purging. They need a cleansing. They need to release all of that. If you're not bringing deliverance and all you bringing is destruction, take a seat. Take a seat and take a number. Elihu took a seat. He took a number and he was still wrong. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He was still wrong. Speaking right, but, to, but speaking to the wrong person. Good morning to Myra. So with all of that being said, don't lose hope. Don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your character. Don't lose your integrity. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose patience. Don't lose endurance. Don't lose what God has given to you wait on the Lord. I say, wait, Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, you have to understand that here go Elihu coming again, right through Job 36. And Elihu also proceeded and said, suffer me a little. And I will show you that I have yet to speak on God's behalf. Really? Listen, listen, Elihu continued to speak. Let me go on and I will show you the truth. For I have not finished defending God. I will present profound arguments for the righteousness of my creator. I am telling you nothing 
but the truth. And that very well may be. You may be, listen, friends, family, leaders, companions, spouses, whomever. You may very well be given truth. Everything that you may be saying is correct and right. But you still have to make sure if you're the one to bring it. You still have to make sure that you're the one that's supposed to be bringing that correction. You still have to make sure that you're the one that is speaking. Why is that? Because if you have motive in your heart, if you have sin in your heart, if you have a hidden agenda in your heart, if you have hatred in your heart, jealousy in your heart, envy in your heart, disobedience in your heart, if you have gossip in your heart, division in your heart, discord in your heart, if you have any unrighteous in your heart, when you are speaking to someone, your words are just mere words. Who are they affecting? Or who are they infecting? Because everything you are saying could be absolutely correct, but there's no power behind it. There's no anointing behind it. There's no, um, there's no deliverance behind it. There's no healing behind it. There's no obedience behind it. You got to be able to recognize when people are coming to you with conversation. Just be quiet. Hush. Listen. Job didn't cut his friends off. He let them finish talking and then he spoke. When Bildad was finished talking, Job spoke. When Elihu finished talking, Job spoke. Well, actually God came through. Because <laughs> after Job and after, uh, was after Job and God listening to Job's friends, God was like, okay, you know what? Let me go in here. Let me go in here. Let me, hey, Rachel, let me go in here right quick and could put a stop into this because I don't even think I could take so much more. I don't even think I could take too much more. Satan, listen, I done gave you time. I done let you put your, I done let you put a, a, a sickness on him. I done let you take his children. I done let you take his land. I done let you, I done let you do, listen, Honey, let's, let's just move on from here. God will show up just in the nick of time. Listen, whomever is speaking, God is still listening. Job didn't break. No, ma'am. Listen. Listen. So when um, Elihu goes on and says, I'm telling you nothing but the truth, for I'm a man of great knowledge. Listen, you can have great knowledge. You can have great wisdom. God gives gifts without repentance there's a lot of people that's laying hands there's a lot of people that's prophesying there's a lot of people that's giving righteous words there's a lot of people that are absolutely doing that but once again i just said jesus said i see your lips moving but your heart is far from me jesus later went on to say there's gonna be a lot of folk hollering lord lord you don't remember me? 
There's going to be a lot of folks that said, I laid hands for you. I healed the sick for you. I preached the gospel for you. And Jesus is going to say, that work was of iniquity. Depart from me because I don't know you. I don't want God to say that to me. So I make sure that whatever series that I'm bringing, I do my study. Because scripture says, study to show yourself approved. You don't want them, you want them listening to you, but you want them hearing God's voice. You want others to listen to you, but they need to hear God's voice concerning you. They need to know that it's lining up with the word. They need to know that it's lining up with God's voice. They need to know that it's lining up with righteousness. But even in that, if God used an ass to talk to Balaam, he can use whomever to speak to you. But it's up to you to receive it in Jesus' name. But a lot of times we look at the person's life and say, dude, who, who are you? You got this and that going on. I'm not going to listen to you. How can you lead me? How can you guide me? How can you tell me anything when I'm full of knowledge as well? And what you speaking to me is wrong. Man, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through. You can't help me. You can barely take care of yourself. You can barely take care of you. How are you going to do this? And I just saw you down the street the other day cussing out somebody. But even in that, God holds you accountable. God can use a drunk man. God can use a sinner man. God can use whomever he will to bring conviction to who? Your heart. We got to stop throwing away these preachers because of what we think we saw or we think that we know. God will deal with them on that. God will judge them on that. But we are responsible and we are accountable. We know, listen, we need to stop acting like we so holier than thou. If you got gossip in your heart, if you talking about the next leader and you not bringing healing and restoration and you not doing Galatians chapter six is, that's where God is trying to bring you to, to convict your heart, to correct your ways. For you to see the errors of your ways. And I said this in the beginning. I said this in the beginning. God will bring a Nathan to you. For you to recognize where you are. You know your attitude. You know you just did somebody wrong. You know you just talked about that girl. You know you just talked about that marriage. You know you didn't put your mouth on somebody. Stop acting like you wouldn't do that. And take responsibility. Some people are causing folks to commit suicide. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, I watched uh, Law and Order last night. No, Law and Order? Yes, I watched Law and Order last night. And the, the part of the scene was there was a man that shot up a club. People were screaming and running. And there was a police officer. And I need y'all to catch this. There was a police officer that sat in his car. He said, I wasn't afraid. He said, I just froze. He said, I'm not a coward. I just froze because the, the, the murder, the guy, the, the, the murderer was standing right next to his car with a gun in his hand. He was able to identify the shooter. I, I need y'all to catch this. Hey, brother Ricky. He said, I, I need y'all to catch this. So the, when it was time for 
the the defense attorney to come and, and check him. So he said, you mean to tell me, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, so you mean to tell me that you're a police officer out here and you sat in your car and you saw people running for their lives and all you thought about was your life and where you were and you were a coward. And the police officer said, I wasn't a coward. I just froze. I'm a human being. I just froze. But that's the shooter right there. Well, at the end of the scene, when it all got said and done, the man was convicted of murder. He went to jail. But as the 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 the, 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 the attorney, the DA that had this police officer to come forward so they could convict this murderer, a guy walks up to him and punches him in the face. He had no clue why this strange man walked up and punches him in the face. So his assistant said, it, the, the news just came out. The police officer committed suicide. The police officer committed suicide. Why? Because he wasn't, he felt like he was really not a coward. And he didn't want nobody calling him a coward. Because he even when he was on stand, he was like, check my record. I'm a great officer. I'm a good cop. He made one mistake. I need y'all to catch this. He made one mistake. And that one mistake, the people turned on him. They talked bad about him. And he thought the only thing that would heal him was to take his own life. And some of you out here in this world are causing people to take their life because you won't listen to them. You're not trying to understand them. All you're looking at is their bad ways. All you're looking at is their past and all the hell they cause. All you're looking at is all the wrong that they have done. So no, they weren't like Job. But Job was telling the truth. And you'll have people like Elihu. And you'll have people like Eliphaz and Bildad. And who was that other dang on man's name? Um, Eliphaz. Bildad. And... I don't know the other man. Zophar. Thank you. Zophar, Bildad, and Eliphaz. You're going to have those type of friends in your life that's going to come and accuse you, keep you in your past, hold you, hold you hostage to the things that you've done wrong. No matter how many times you apologize, no matter how many times you say you're sorry, people will always keep you down by their words and their actions. That's why I said earlier on my page, everybody's not going to respond when you're doing wrong. Everybody's not going to respond when you're doing wrong, but there's going to be some people that's going to bring some responses, but it's to help you. It's to heal you. It's to deliver you, restore you, but you have to do it with meekness and love and understanding. You have to people in this world are hurting. They're committing suicide. They're staying isolated. They don't want to trust a leader. They don't want to trust marriage. They don't want to trust their wife. They don't want to trust their husband. They don't want to trust their children. They don't want to trust the, the church. We're the church. We're the church. 
People say, well, they ain't been church hurt. Well, the building didn't hurt them. The building, the building didn't talk to them. The building didn't put their put their put their hands on them. The building didn't cuss them out. We the church did that. We the church is not bringing deliverance. We the church is not bringing revival. We the church is talking about everything that we don't understand. We talk bad about it. That's what Elihu, Bildad, Zobar, and Eliphaz did. Talking right, but by the wrong spirit. Talking right, but by the wrong information. Talking right, but by the wrong assumption. Talking right, but by what they heard that was wrong. Talking right, but to the wrong person. We that are actually doing right don't have to justify it. We that are actually healed from our past don't have to justify it. We that are delivered don't have to justify our deliverance as long as you're staying on the right path. But you ain't got to prove it. Your light will speak. Your light will speak for you. Your light will speak for you. Listen, Job 36 and 5 says, God God is mighty, but he does not despise anyone. He is mighty in both power and understanding. He does not let the wicked live, but gives justice to the afflicted. He never takes his eyes off the innocent, but he sets them on thrones with kings and exalts them forever. If they are bound and changed and caught up in a web of trouble, he shows them the reason. He shows them their sins of pride. He gets their attention and commands that they turn from evil. That's the whole truth. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, God said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal the land. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them of their sin. But only then when you humble yourself, only then when you pray and confess, only then when you turn from your wicked ways. What are your wicked ways? It's not always witchcraft. Wicked ways is not always uh, um, um, uh, punching somebody. Wicked ways is not verbally, always verbally abusing somebody. Wicked ways is not always something that you can see. Wicked ways is what also can be in your heart. Malice, contention, strife, jealousy, hatred, gossip, division, discord. So you got people who are sinning openly and then you got people who are sinning privately. But where people fail to realize is God sees everything. How can you preach a word, God sees everything and you're sinning? How can you lay hands and God sees you're sinning? How can you prophesy and God sees your heart? You gotta you gotta know that. It's not about you keep repenting 
and asking for forgiveness every time you sin or go against God. How, how, can I back that up with scripture? Can I, can I back that up? Look at Romans chapter 1. Look at Romans chapter 1. Let me help y'all out. Romans chapter 1, starting at the 18th verse. Let me put that in there so y'all can go and read it for yourself. Romans 1, starting at 18, and I'm going to read through. I'm going to read quickly to 32. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to read it because it does seem a little lengthy. Listen, listen. Here's where we all need to understand God's anger at sin. Because the scripture tells us, and I want to say it's in Hebrew, so don't, don't quote me, but I, I think it is. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. That's scripture. Listen. 18 says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. I needed y'all to catch that. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. God showed you. <laughs> he showed you. You. God showed you. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Even his eternal power and Godhead. In other words, in another version, it says deliverance. It says even his eternal power and deliverance so that they are without an excuse. Lord, help me. You know what? The devil is a lie. He's trying, he trying to bring this thing upon me. But no, I'm going to get this out. Because see, some of y'all need to understand. Understand. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for your actions. There's no excuse why you can't receive deliverance. There's no excuse why you are mean to people. There's no excuse why things that, 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 you, that you do should be justifiable. There's no excuse. Because that... When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. We don't change our ways because of our heart. We don't change our ways because of our attitude. We don't change our ways because of our disbelief. We don't change our ways because we don't recognize God. We don't recognize deliverance. We don't recognize salvation. We don't recognize you're wrong. 22 says, Romans 1, 22, professing themselves to be wise they became fools and changed the glory 
of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible men and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth hear me who changed the truth of god into a lie who changed the truth of god into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator i need y'all to understand how many how many of you know that literally they're 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 serving the creation but they're not serving the creator you have to understand that god created everything everything but it's man who manipulated it it's man who's been destroying it and has destroyed some stuff it is man who in the image of their own flesh their own fleshly lusts that's trying to get people to side with them and you need to be on the side of god the creator listen i'm gonna read 25 again romans 1 25 who changed the truth of god into a lie and worship and serve the create the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen who is blessed forever amen now listen romans 1 26 now 26 and 32 is gonna bless your whole life listen for this cause for this cause god gave them up unto vile affections now over on 24 it says god gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own of their own hearts now paul said for this cause god gave them up until vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature we have so many people talking about the Christians always talking about homosexuals. The Christians is always talking about the LGBTQ community. The Christians hate this, the, the Christians, the Christians, the Christians. Listen, if I wasn't a Christian, I would still say it's wrong because it's naturally wrong. It goes against nature. The penis was created for the vagina. The vagina was created for the penis. That's morally correct. So whether you are a Christian or whether you are a non-Christian, it's morally wrong. It goes against nature, period. So it's not about we're not allowing people to be their true self. It's not about we're not allowing, allowing people to go and be great and to love who they wanna love it's the fact that it goes against nature but god says we still have to love them regardless in spite of we need to love and look here in spite of we need to love period 
If people choose to be a gossiper, let them be a gossiper. If people choose to sow discord, let them choose to sow discord. If people choose to bring division, let them bring division. If people choose to live an ungodly lifestyle, let them live an ungodly lifestyle. If people choose to be holy, let them be holy. If people choose to be righteous, let them be righteous. If people choose to love, let them love. Why? Because it's about God. And he will do the judging. He will do the convicting. He will do the correction. He will bring order where order needs to be brought. Preach the gospel in season and out of season. If it causes you to rebuke, rebuke. If it causes you to reprove, reprove. If it causes you to have long suffering, walk in long suffering. Y'all can find that in Second uh, Timothy chapter 4. Because also, let me know. Mm -mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm, I, if the Lord brings me back to Timothy, I'll go back to Timothy. But right now, let me finish reading Romans chapter 1. So listen, Romans chapter 127. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which, which was meat. Again, the meat is for the meat, meaning the penis is for the vagina and the vagina is for the penis. It's naturally wrong. It's naturally wrong. It goes against God's nature. It goes against his creation. It goes against what he created it for. Sex was to be pleasurable. Sex was not supposed to bring damage. Sex is not supposed to bring diseases. Sex is not supposed to bring unrighteousness. Sex is supposed to be pleasurable between a man and a woman. That is what God created it for. So no, we as Christians are not coming against the homosexuality community. Not everybody. Because there are some that that's just where they are. Pray for them because their heart has to change. Their love for people has to change. If they go to hell with that hate in their heart, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. How you live, that's how you rise. How you die, that's how you die. Just that simple. Nothing more, nothing less. Listen, Romans 128. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. It's not convenient for you to be bitter. It's not convenient for you to have hate in your heart. It's not convenient for you to gossip. It's not convenient for you to be mean unseemly and unruly and ungodly it's not convenient and the thing about it is nobody wants to speak this truth of god in his knowledge we're afraid where well, we're going to lose some friends we're going to lose some family members we're going to lose some members in the church well you're going to lose them when you die when you get to heaven, you go stand before God for yourself. You can't bring them with you. So I'd rather give God's truth 
I'd rather walk in God's truth and find out for myself that it may not be truth. But I can say I gave it all I got. I, I, I walked in what I believed. I walked in what I thought I should serve. I walked into what I believe I should have been to be nice, to be kind, to have the fruit of the spirit. Nobody wants to hear this. Well, let me say, let me not say nobody. Some people don't want to hear this. Some people will cut you off, cut you out. They'll cut you out and they cut you off. That's fine. But be the same way they can be honest, you be honest. Because God is honest. Listen, 29 says, being filled with all unrighteousness. So he's, this is what he's saying. He said he's going to turn you over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. That means I'm going to turn you over to those things that are not convenient. And then you're going to be filled with all unrighteousness. You're going to be filled with fornication, filled with wickedness, filled with covetousness, filled with maliciousness, filled with full of envy, filled with murder, filled with debate, filled with deceit, filled with malignity, filled with whispers, filled with backbiters, filled with haters of God, filled with despiteful, filled with proud, filled with boast, filled with inventors of evil things, filled with disobedience to parents, without understanding. You're going to be filled without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. And then Paul said in 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So you got to stop thinking that everything goes because it doesn't everything doesn't go everything isn't convenient but god said here he's going to turn you over to uncleanness he's going to turn you over to vile affections and he's going to turn you over to a reprobate so everything that you're not wanting to do, God's going to, going to, he's going to turn it over to that. And you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a back this up with scripture. Revelations 22. I'm about to help you out right here. Revelations 22. Revelations 22. Listen. Revelations 22 and 10. Revelations 22. Let me give you that. Y'all go back. Y'all read these scriptures. I tell. I ain't telling you something that you you that 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 I haven't read. Look here. And let me give you twelve. Let me just read to twelve. To twelve. Listen. Revelations twenty-two, um, ten through twelve. It says. And he said unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Jesus said, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega, 
the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So thank you, Holy Spirit. So let me get you to understand this last thing right here. This last thing right here. Listen, this last thing right here. Second Timothy chapter four. Second Timothy and four. I'm just gonna put that right there, and y'all just go and read the whole chapter four. Paul Timothy said, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're in that time, you guys. We're in that time. We're in that time today that nobody's listening to sound doctrine. Nobody's listening to wise words. Nobody is listening and saying, you need God. You need a rightful heart. You need a, a, a you need to be kind. You need to love. No one is listening to the word of God anymore. Nobody wants to endure. Timothy said, they, it will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. He said, but after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Now they only want to listen to those people who's scratching their ears. They only want to listen to those people who's telling them you're doing a great work, knowing that they're in sin, knowing that they're doing wrong, knowing that they're they're doing injustice, knowing that they're lying, knowing that they're stealing money, knowing that they're proper lying, knowing that they're using a gift that God has given them to for them for vain imaginations, vain glory, filthy lucre, literally the lust of their own flesh. The lust of their own flesh. They're wanting to do what they wanting to do. And they're only listening to people who's telling them what you're doing is okay. And God is saying, that's fine. I just want you to preach my gospel. I just want you to teach the people my word. My word. I'll take care of the rest. We as leaders don't have a key to heaven and hell to put you in. But. But we have the word of God to keep you from heaven and hell. But it's up to you to receive it. So if you reject it, it's still okay. It's still okay. I'm, listen, I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak for another leader. I can't speak for my husband. I can't speak for my children. I can't speak for anybody but me. I say, I'm going to love you regardless. I'm going to love you no matter where you are. I'm going to love you no matter what you do. I'm going to love you. But also, the same way you want me to respect you, I'm going to need you to respect me. If you want me to respect your sin, then respect my Christianity. If you want me to respect your ways, then you respect my ways of the Lord. Respect me. Because I'm going to respect you. And if you don't want to respect me, that's fine. I'm still going to love you and respect you. Because I want to make it into heaven. I do. I want to make it into heaven. 
So no, I'm not saying, well, you're just, obligated. no, 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 no. It's a real thing for me. It's a real thing for me. Because what I need to understand is I'm giving you what you need, regardless what, what, what you feel like you want. I'm going to give you what you need. Listen, verse four, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch you, but watch you, you, you watch and all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. Timothy said, for he is now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Timothy said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Timothy said, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. I am waiting. I am loving the day when Jesus comes back. I pray that I'm, I'm already dead in Christ when he should come and crack the sky. Amen. Because that's his word. The dead in Christ shall rise first and those remain shall be caught up. So with all of that being said, Job knew that he was living a righteous life. Job knew that he did nothing wrong and Job did not allow his friends to make him admit to something that he did not do. Regardless of how they felt, regardless of what they said, regardless of how they acted, Job said, you know what, y'all making me angry, but that's still not going to cause me to sin because I trust God. I believe in God and I know God's word too. That's what Job said. So in spite of what Elihu said, Elihu went on to say, and 12, but if they refused to listen to him, they will cross over the river of death, dying from lack of understanding, for the godless are full of resentment. Even when he punishes them, <clears throat> excuse me, they refuse to cry out to him for help. They die when they are young. After wasting their lives in immoral living, but by means of their suffering, he rescued those who suffer, for he gets their attention through adversity. God is leading you away from danger, Job, to a place free from distress. He is setting your table with the best food, but you are obsessed with whether the godless will be judged. Don't worry. Judgment and justice will be upheld, but watch out or you may be seduced by wealth. Don't let yourself be bridled into sin. Could all your wealth or your or, or all your mighty efforts keep you from distress? Do not long for the uncover of night, for that is when people will be destroyed. Elihu told Job, be on guard, turn back from evil, for God sent his suffering to keep you from a life of evil. So, with all of that being said, Elihu went on and told Job, look, God is all powerful. Who is a teacher like him? No one can no one can tell him what to do or say to him, you have done wrong. Instead, glorify his mighty works, sing his songs of praise. Everyone has seen these things, though only from a distance. Elihu went on and told Job, look, God is greater than we can understand. 
his years cannot be counted. He draws up the water vapor and then distills it into rain. The rain pours down from the clouds and everyone benefits. Who can understand the spreading of the clouds and the thunder that rose from heaven? See how he spreads the lightning around him and how it lights up the depths of the sea? But these mighty acts he nourishes, the people giving them food in abundance. He fills his hands with lightning, lightning bolts and hurls each at its target. The thunder announces his presence. The storm announces his ignorant danger. Listen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We didn't get to 37. We didn't get to Job 37. But we'll finish that on tomorrow. But I want you all to understand that Job went through some stuff. I want you to understand. We go through some stuff. We struggle. We hurt. First Samuel 12 and 20. But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. You have to consider the great things that God has done for you. That will hold you. That will cause you to wait. If God done it before, he will do it again. If God done it once, he will do it again. So this last final thought, what you have to understand is this. We can have some knowledge about God. For the Bible is full of details about who God is, how we can know him and how we can have an eternal relationship with him. But we can never know enough to answer all of life's questions. And you can read that in Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. We will never know enough to answer all of life's questions to protect our own future or to manipulate God for our own ends. Like always, life always creates more, uh, creates more questions than we have answers. And we must constantly go to God for fresh insights into life's dilemmas. Every day is a trial. Every day is a situation. Every day is a part of a problem. Every day is something. Y'all said it. I get over one thing and here comes something else. Amen. So listen, God is good and he is worthy to be praised. And I thank God for every trouble. I thank God for every trial. I thank God for every error. I thank God for every situation, for every circumstance, for every letdown, for every put down. I thank God for it all. Because without that, I would not be who I am today. I would probably still be fighting. I would probably still be cursing. I would still be going to the clubs. I would be still an alcoholic. I would be still puffing on those Newports. I would still be doing the absolute most. But to me, I would feel like I would be still living my life and living my best life and thinking nothing is wrong. As long as I'm not hurting nobody, I ain't killing nobody, I ain't murdering nobody, I ain't pushing nobody, I ain't doing nothing. I would still feel like 
I'm doing nothing wrong in a world where I do not know who God is. Literally. But I thank God that I know where my help came from. I thank God that I continue to know where my help comes from. I thank God that I know that Psalms 121, 1 and 2 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills which cometh my help and know that my help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I believe that he is omnipotent. I believe that he is omnipresent. I believe that God is everywhere. I believe everything goes on in my life. I know it is God. Can't nobody tell me different. No matter what I hear, no matter what I see, everything concerning my life, it is God. Every argument, every struggle, every financial issue, my children, my grandchildren, my relationships, my husband, my marriage, everything concerning me is still God. Whether it's an encouragement or a disencouragement, it's still God. Whether it's love, whether it's hate, it's still God. Whether it's confusion or whether it's peace, it's still God. And that is what you all have to understand when it comes to your continents changing. It should never change your confidence in God. It should never change your confidence in who you are. It should never change your confidence in the stand that you decide to take for your God for his glory, for your life. Lord, help me, Jesus. So at the end of the day, God is good and he is worthy to be praised. And for me, I will continue to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. So I do. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for tuning in. I thank you all for following me as I follow the Lord. God has been good to me, you all. God has been good to me. And I thank God for him. I thank God for him. So y'all continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Thank you for tuning in to Can We Talk About It Live Job series. Bible study brunch at 11. If it's God's will, I will be on here again on tomorrow and we'll be finishing up. That's my prayer that we'll be finishing up, Joe, because come March 1st, I'll be teaching over on my marriage page. What's causing the lack of intimacy in your marriage bedroom? This month of March, I want to encourage marriages. That's going to be my focus for the month of March. March Madness. Ain't that what we say? March Madness. So I'm looking to bring healing and deliverance to marriages come March 1st. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. March 1st through March. Um, well, I ain't going to be the whole month of March, but I'm, I'm doing nothing but marriage ministry literally in the month of March. I want to see God's men and women heal from broken marriages, from broken relationships. So if you even desire to be married, be on the marriage page so that when God sends you your husband or sends you your wife, some of these things you would already have and, and understand why you need it. Amen. Amen. So know that I love you. God loves you more. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Amen. So I will see you on tomorrow, if it's the Lord's will, at 11 a.m. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you for tuning in.